podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's Sam Maximan. Oh, it's brilliant. Taken away by Wicks. Let's see Oh, it's glorious. And toward Drowsy strikes it. Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant. The Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to Jimenez. Pick that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard, oh, thumping finish. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, Alex Letizia. It's game week 13 and you know what that means. It's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tadira Chinakira and I'm hosting the show. And this week we've got an awesome guest. Uh, she was runner up last year for Bank It or Burn It. Uh, I, I don't know how you're feeling about this season's Bank It or Burn It or even just how this season in terms of football season is going Alex, but Alex Leticia is our guest. Alex, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a while. I, I took a nice holiday um, <laughs> when I got told I needed to come back to work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away forever. No, um, not at all. Yeah, this season, it's just so many twists and turns, I feel like. Well, I think when you went away on holiday... Um, I th- I thought Man City were going to be clear winners, but it seems to be like Liverpool's little world right now. But then again, saying that they did lo- lose their last game, didn't they? Yeah. Um, which was a bit crazy. But it just feels at the moment just very, very Liverpool-based. They've they've got mem- they had momentum, and then as you say, they they didn't lose to West Ham, which I, yeah. I'm sure was a bit random uh, yeah random but also i'm enjoying west ham this season i think they're playing well uh chelsea had a good run of games and and they've just put the points on the board so we'll we'll see when their fixtures get a bit tougher how it goes but yeah very very weird season so far um and you know we'll get to the team you know some of the teams late later on in the show but Mm. for example norwich getting back-to-back wins like Maybe you were right. I was not expecting that. I mean, I'm always expecting a Norwich win, but uh, that was a lovely, lovely surprise. I mean, yeah, what is going on with that? This is what I mean. Like, it just doesn't, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And, you know, even with Southampton, it's like we kept drawing or whatever. But, you know, I thought, you know, when we we played against Man City, I thought, oh my goodness, going to get absolutely annihilated here. And it just, it's just bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. It's the teams that you expect to really lose against or, you know, win against. It just seems to not be happening. It's all these different weird mix match shapes. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
No, no sense at all. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see who's got momentum heading into this week. Obviously, there's Champions League games, Europa League games, European Conference League games as well. So yeah. whether or not that affects teams and our predictions, we will see. But we'll start things off with two teams that aren't in Europe. It's Arsenal versus Newcastle. They get that 12.30 kickoff here in the UK. I mean, an Arsenal side who had that eight-game unbeaten run, they yeah. then come crashing down against Liverpool. But if if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm not feeling too bad. As you were saying, uh, Liverpool, you know, they've been playing well. They have that West Ham game. Maybe we could put that to the side. So mm. it's, it's not... A, a, it shouldn't, should I rather say, be something that should like derail a season. They could they could pick up again against a Newcastle side who still haven't won a game this season. No, they haven't. And also, you know, I know we keep saying that this it's very weird, doesn't make sense, but the way that Arsenal started off was so bad. Yep. yep. And now they just seem to kind of like winging it a little bit. I mean, they're not doing overly amazing, but they're kind of They've managed to kind of get away with a lot, in my opinion. And they just they play well against bad they play well against bad teams, like average teams. Um, so I think they're safe and they'll be fine. But at the beginning, we I mean, we actually thought, oh my goodness, could Arsenal actually go down? They were that bad. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they they were not in a good space. Um, and it 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 also then shows, in terms of as you were saying, if you can get like three or four wins in a row or even just three wins in a row, you can climb up that table pretty yes, quickly. Yeah. With, with how... I mean, anything can change really. Yeah. So, so that will be hope for Newcastle fans. I mean, if they get their first win here, we've seen teams get back-to-back wins that we didn't think would happen. We won't mention them yet because it's not their segment yet. <laughs> Norwich. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what do you think in terms of scorelines for this one? Um, I'm sorry, Newcastle, but I do feel that Arsenal are going to win 2-0. Only because I think Arsenal, like I said, they kind of seem to wing it. And I think against a team like Newcastle, they've got a chance. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it just, for me, I just definitely think it's going to be Arsenal who wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Arsenal as well. Um and it seems to be becoming a theme, which is becoming very weird for me, in that I seem to be starting off podcasts in harmony uh, in terms of scorelines. Because I think it's two weeks in a row now, uh, or three weeks now, where I've got the same score prediction written down for me as the guest that I have on. Really? I don't know what's going on there. Maybe I should enter Bank of Burning because I'm, I'm clearly, I'm clearly on a... <laughs> On a run here, but I, we, I we were more... actually quite we were actually mm. quite the same for once, weren't we? On our last one, which is really unusual yeah. for us because usually we have usually, usually we're we butting the, heads. <laughs> yeah, usually we have the polar opposite views, but yeah, on the last one we were quite similar. Oh, so we'll, we'll see how how long that lasts. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've <laughs> I've gone two 0 for Arsenal versus Newcastle. Oh, wow. I think. I think Newcastle's new style of play under Eddie Howe, you know, liking to play football, ball on the on the floor type mm. of football, that's going to suit Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal's quality then, if, if both teams are playing that same style of football, I think Arsenal's quality will shine through. I think they're going to expose Newcastle's defence quite a bit. 
You either love or you even love or hate Eddie Howe, don't you? Like, yeah. I feel like he's a bit of a controversial one, isn't he? Especially for for that appointment for for that job. Um, I don't know if it's the you know. It does feel a bit random, doesn't it? He seems like, like the manager before the manager. Like you know, if you, I don't know, like someone gets an, a a pass before the assist, like what Modric yes. used to always do. That seems like what Eddie Howe is. Hey, look, come in. At least our football will be fun. If we get relegated, he's got experience bringing teams back up. If we don't get relegated, we get to watch fun football as well. And then we'll see what we do going forward. That, that's the feeling I'm getting at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But it, in, in terms of also fun football and, and random appointments, uh, we move on to our next fixture, which was Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. Now, Patrick Vieira was a left field appointment for me when it came to Crystal Palace, but I've enjoyed his time at Crystal Palace, quite frankly. Um, They seem like they've set a good foundation going forward. They're playing in really exciting games. I mean, the the last game they played was absolutely glued to the TV against Burnley. I'm I'm not usually one to be glued to the TV watching Burnley when other games are going on, but yeah. They they had a really exciting game. And then obviously Steven Gerrard first game with Aston Villa. It would probably take him a good while to stamp his authority, but at least he got a win, I guess. What 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 do you make of this fixture? Um well the Crystal uh, Crystal Palace, they haven't been unbeaten in five games and like they are on a roll at the moment. Um I feel like it's a bit funny with the whole Steven Gerrard thing though, with Villa. Like I do think people are like maybe getting a little bit like ahead of themselves like he's won one game I mean I think it's because I follow so many um Liverpool supporters like on my uh Twitter and they're all excited because they're like you know he's gonna do well at Villa and he's gonna end up here and they're all excited but I mean it's like it's early days guys you know (laughs) don't get ahead of yourself only Liverpool fan that's scared of Gerard getting the Liverpool yeah this is what I mean this is what I mean I mean yes he obviously is a Liverpool like legend but does that mean he's gonna be a good manager no it doesn't he has to earn it for me I mean there's so many people that that would deserve that job but anyway um yeah Yeah, so so Crystal Palace they've been unbeaten for five games they're on a roll um I do think that Crystal Palace is going to win this, and I think it's going to be 2-1. 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Interesting stuff. So, going into this one, ah, I, um, I was happy to see the likes of Ezra coming back after the the the, the horrible injury. Obviously, he, was, um, he didn't start the game, but just having him around, I think, adds another yeah. layer to Crystal Palace. And they've got quite a lot of firepower now. Whether or not Gerard's had enough time, my answer is no, not yet. To yeah. kind of solidify their defensive shape, I just think it's not going to end well for them in this game. I think Palace have too many match winners. Zaha, Benteke's playing well all of a sudden now. Um, I don't know if it's because it's close to a World Cup or something and, and he's realised um, he might fancy a trip to Qatar. But the, yeah, um, obviously Gallagher. You got to mention him. He's pulling the strings for them in midfield. I'm I'm enjoying Crystal Palace, so I'm I'm gonna go with the win. I I, I had three nil. 
okay. maybe it was harsh uh, towards Aston harsh. Villa, but yeah, and considering the last game, that three three, they they got goals out of Burnley, Crystal Palace somehow. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's more a gut feeling than a head feeling. The three nil. So we'll see. We'll see how that transpires towards you know later mm. on in in the week. But Alex, we're going to move on to a game that. I'm sure both you and myself will be very, yeah. very interested in. Um, <laughs> Liverpool versus Southampton. Now, I, I do have to note, I, I did have a chuckle because the last line here on our run sheet that we got, it says here, at least we know Haas and Hutter will be dressed to the nines. I mean, what, what <laughs> have you changed your mind on his dress sense? What, what What's it your feeling keeps, so far? He just keeps becoming more posh by the day, doesn't he? <laughs> I think I he's mean, embraced it now. I think he, he's like, you know what? It's I'm just, just so go cringe. It. I'm sorry. I don't like it. It's like he's trying to be like the most extra person in Southampton. We all know that's me. So <laughs> stop it. No, we I said to my husband last night, we were laughing last night because we said about, we actually said about his little dress code. And then we said about how, because we really into Ted Lasso. Oh, no. Nice, and I yeah. said, he just really reminds you of Ted Lasso because he's such a nice guy, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and but you can't be annoyed at him. Like there's, I can't be angry at him. I can't, you know. Yes, I don't. I'd rather he wasn't our manager, but like I can't be tweeting Ralph out on Twitter because it's like hating on Mickey Mouse. You can't. You just can't do, that. do it. You, you can't, can't do it. That. But you know, I mean, it's just it's getting to the point now where even like. People who do love him, they're struggling because he's still choosing, you know, Walcott over Teller and things like that. It just, things like that, it just doesn't really make sense anymore. There's no need to be playing Theo Walcott. His time's done. He's not the player that he used to be. I know it's like a nice bit of nostalgia, um, but it, it's just not working. Me personally, I'd I'd rather see one of the younger kids developing. Exactly, at least, at least, you know. But... And I'm like, why are you doing that to to Teller? Because it's like he's got so much potential. You choosing someone who's had their time, who isn't performing very well over him. What do you think that's going to do? That's not going to motivate him. That's not going to inspire him. That's going to make him feel like he he isn't worthy enough and I just don't really understand that and that's what frustrates me to be honest with you I wonder if it's just either blind spots or being ridiculously good in training or something I, I don't know. sometimes managers yes. have players that they they always play and I'm always mystified but how does this person make the t- like it was like have- Shane Long it was like Shane Long for so long like long long, <laughs> long, long. it was we were just like why are you playing Shane Long? <laughs> the guy shouldn't even be in in the Premier League. Like it's embarrassing, and he's still he's still like you know he's still obsessed with him. He still loves him. I don't understand. It's very weird. It's uh, maybe they are really, really sort of dedicated in training, and they're looking sharp and they're doing well. But at the end of the day, look at the games. You need That's, to be changing yeah. something. That has to count for something, right? Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see what team he puts up. Um, are, are you going to put a score prediction of if oh, Walcott starts or if Walcott doesn't start at this rate? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and, um, and the thing is, you know, you always tend to have to say stuff like this um, 
on podcasts, but it's not like we don't like the the guy himself. I mean, I've, I've never met him. I don't know him, you know, Theo Walcott, but we're talking yeah. about performances on the pitch. It's it's just not this happening. This is what I mean. Like, I think also, like, Theo Walcott is another one where you can genuinely tell he's a lovely, very lovely person, yeah. you know, and you just get that feeling. Um, you see him in interviews and stuff. He comes across as a really lovely guy, and I think he's always been very humble and, you know, in a very good mind space and a very nice person. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, he's getting in terms of football wise, he's getting on now. Like he's, you know, he's had an amazing career. It's not the start of his career, and I just don't understand why people there. There are players in the squad where their time is coming. And they should be playing, in my opinion. I just, I think that is a bit of a frustration for a lot of our Saints fans. We don't really understand it. We've got a lot of younger players who should have a chance, and he's not giving them a chance. Yeah, it it will be interesting to see moving forward. I mean, maybe I, I was trying to think of of a reason, but maybe he was thinking I go with the experienced players after because you know he, you guys didn't have the greatest start. Um, no, and then you had a couple of of games where you got some wins, got some draws in there. You certainly weren't losing games, so that was no. maybe maybe he just said, "I'm going to put players that I trust on the pitch or players that have experience. See us through this period. Let's get some points, um, move away from the relegation zone a bit, and and then maybe I can experiment." I, I don't know. That that's that's the closest say, I can come to. A, to he a does reason. come. He comes out and says though, like in the interviews, you know, personally, I don't think I need to change anything. Like he said that loads of times. I'm like, are you blind? <laughs> like I wish well, well, you were giving as much energy into your wardrobe as you do in the game. I was I was about to say, well, at least we know he's not blind in terms of fashion sense. That that we can that we can admit on. But maybe yeah. with regards to certain players. He might have a blind spot, but Alex, um, you know, at a time oh, of recording, yes. Liverpool yes. are playing at the moment. Uh, yeah. They, in terms of team sheets, I, I was speaking to some Southampton fans that were worried that Liverpool might rest all of their players um, because they've already topped their group in the Champions League, so they, yeah. they could if they wanted to. But the likes of Salah, Mane are starting. Um, Maybe those are the two key ones that will definitely be starting this weekend, but they have rested quite a fair bit of players. Did, did mm-hmm. that go into your thinking for score predictions? And are you worried about about that? Um, I think um, Southampton will lose. I think okay. it's going to be a three nil game, just okay. because Liverpool. I mean, the standard is completely different. It's just a totally different world to us, unfortunately. And I think we've all sort of, I think a lot of people are happy with that. Like they're they're settled and thinking, you know, Southampton are never going to be as big or whatever. But it's just how it is. I mean, Liverpool are a different breed. I see, I follow so many people, like I said, on Twitter and they'll complain about things. And I'm like, you guys have no idea. <laughs> First world problems, eh? Yeah, it's just it's a different world. So yeah, three three nil to Liverpool. Three nil to Liverpool. Yeah, look, from my perspective, um, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate timing for Southampton. They're coming up against a side that looks yeah. to be gearing up for a big uh, festive season in terms of getting points on the board. Yeah. Um, I had four one. Uh, oh. 
<laughs> which the reason actually, why sounds more likely actually mm, like i i do wonder you know i think liverpool still need to sort out their transition defending and i think that southampton could get one on on the counter um or even at the very least, if you're looking at the the West Ham game, like if I'm Hasenhutu, mm. I'm looking at that West Ham game Liverpool played. They conceded two goals from set pieces, and I'm thinking I've got JWP in my squad. Um, we have to score at least one from a set piece. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's that's an area he'll be targeting. Uh, you know, in training this week, so I, I can see areas in which Southampton could get a goal. But I also then see Liverpool just the firepower that they have, and then in terms of oh, I know, totally, yeah. I know some Liverpool fans, you know, were as you say, first world problems, uh, complaining <laughs> yeah. that like, oh, Shut why up, are guys. Salah and Mane starting this game? They should be resting, yeah. or whatever, whatever. I, I, Salah's one of those players that loves to play every game, and it, yeah. it's actually good when he plays every game because he's in, he gets in momentum, he gets in a groove. Um, I won't be surprised if they get subbed off even at half time or something, but I wasn't surprised to see them on the team sheet. So I guess it's just hoping they don't get injured, but Salah hardly gets injured, touch wood. Uh, and then yeah. in terms of the other players, he's rotated enough that come this weekend, he's going to have a strong squad in, in terms of Klopp. So I've got 4-1 here. You've got 3-0. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to the team that... You know, looking back now, I, I did my power rankings, but I, I think I did it a week too 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 early because Norwich have two games back to back wins. We're coming back up, baby. We're staying up. Um obviously Norwich, the unofficial, official, unofficial team of this podcast for this season. It was Crystal Palace last season. This season it's Norwich and they yeah. didn't disappoint this past weekend. Uh Obviously, as a, a sore subject for you in in terms of that result, but yes. they come up against a wolf side who, for me, they've been very quietly going about their business, climbing up the table. No yeah. one's really talking about wolves. Like I, I actually, have to look for yeah, stuff on yeah. wolves, but they're, I, they're up there. They're, they're doing. I, think I they're kind of have a bit of a soft spot for wolves. I don't know why, but I just think they're a bit like West Ham, where it's like people really underestimate them, and I think they work hard. Yeah, they work really hard, and I think they're a squad that you know, as soon as they get on the pitch, they give it their all. I don't see any lazy players. I don't, you know, they really work well as a team, and I think. People really, really underestimate them. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for them, actually. They're kind of maybe they're my new West Ham this oh, this time. They can be but, um, a, an Norwich, official official oh team of God. the season. Yes, the Norwich. Like, what's going on? I as soon as as soon as they beat Saints, I thought, have you been manifesting this? Has Tad <laughs> been manifesting all of this because <laughs> the guy is starting to be right here. Like they just. They've come from no, no, like nothing to like getting results, and I'm like, what is going on? Um, but I don't know what to do with this because, like you said, Norwich has just randomly started playing well, but Wolves play well. So I know we don't like draws, but I've done one all because I just don't know. I really don't know. It's just a random game. It really is a random game. Look, that that's a fair result in terms of 
looking at the game logically, but I, I can't yeah. look at this game logically. <laughs> I just <laughs> I threw I threw logic out the window. I was like, look, look, we're on form. This would be a great win. You know, oh. I'm going with a one nil Norwich. <laughs> Oh it's my goodness! Fans. Look, but on, on a serious <laughs> note, though, uh, so my official score is one nil Norwich, right? Because yeah, I have to, yeah. right? Uh, people will understand. You, you get that. <laughs> you, you're not going to predict like your team losing when they're in this type of form, okay? Yeah. You just don't want to even mention no. it. We're just going to no, keep no, riding no. the wave. But I will say this: I am very impressed with Wolves to start the season. They p- were playing well. They looked really aggressive in attack. They just weren't finishing off their chances. Yes, is, they weren't, yeah. Which is kind of what we saw from Brighton last season, where they were playing well, but then come end of the game, they've got nothing to show for it. But yeah. then Wolves have started putting it together. They've started getting the goals. Um, their strike partnership is really exciting. Always good you know, to see Jimenez on the pitch, but... I, I think that they're, they're flowing really well at the moment. And also, as we've mentioned, the fact that no one's speaking about it, there's no pressure on the players. They, they, they get to go out there each week, just go win a game. You know, everyone else will be talking about all the other people challenging for that top six, top seven spots. Wolves yeah. are in sixth place at the moment, and they deserve to be there, if not they even do. higher. They do, 100%. I think, you know, they've been really unlucky with, like you said, it was it's exactly what you said was right about finishing. And there's been chances, but it just hasn't worked out. And I think they probably should be way higher up. Like, honestly, if they were scoring goals with all the chances, you know, and the pushes that they were doing, I reckon they could have been like third or fourth. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm looking and, you know, not to... Um, focus on just one game but especially that Tottenham game um they had so many chances mm. and somehow they, it was harder to miss like it was really uh, it was harder to miss with some of those chances so if you <laughs> yeah, take... I don't know what's going on someone's doing some voodoo on them or something because so, honestly yeah. I feel so bad for them so yeah well it's it's been positive so far um you know after that turnaround and maybe they will continue it you know, in this game, but I'm not going to say it out loud um, because, as I said, I'm keeping the momentum going. But yeah, Wolves <laughs> have been impressive. Norwich, just keep doing what you're doing. If it means we have to fire the manager after a win again, look, I like Dean Smith, but we need the win. So <laughs> if that's the magic, if that's the secret, I'm I'm okay for him to go. But seriously, um, yeah, hopefully Norwich, they've had a lot of people come back from injury. Puki starting to score goals. I, I put him in my fantasy team two weeks ago. That's Did how you? confident I was that he was going to score, and he's now scoring goals. So you might oh, be on right. something. You have seriously. In, in you you're man- working for them or something. You're manifesting <laughs> this. If they don't give you a job, I'm just I'm going to be shocked because you're hey, doing something for them. If they want to sponsor <laughs> the podcast, maybe we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Let's seriously. let's see. Let's see how the season goes. Um, okay, let's move on to a team that I mentioned uh, uh, earlier on there in terms of a team that last season struggling to score goals. This season, they're kind of the reverse Wolves this season because they started the season hot in terms of Brighton. They were starting to score goals and now they're not. (laughs) They're not at all. Um, They're very lukewarm. I mean, they had a fantastic showing against Liverpool a couple of weeks back and probably should have won that game. So, you know, you, you you kind of feel 
you know, they were a bit unlucky there. But they've come unstuck in their last couple of games. They're struggling to, to get them over the line. They're coming up against a lead side who last weekend played Spurs. I think if <laughs> if they had the likes of Bamford and Rafinha starting, they'd probably win that game because they were creating chances. They were stopping Spurs creating chances, but they couldn't close the game off. They needed that next goal just to kind of kill the confidence of Spurs but they yeah. just couldn't get it so Spurs always felt like they were in the game and and that was a downfall for Leeds so they'll be you know crossing their fingers toes and everything else that they can get some of these players back um I don't know if Bamford is even in contention yet it's still a bit iffy in terms of when he's back but hopefully Rafinha's back for them that that's a key key point for them uh, how are you feeling about Brighton versus Leeds. Um, yeah, I wasn't really sure with this one. To be honest with you, it's a bit like how I was with the Norwich and Wolves game. Um, Brighton, yeah, it's just not looking great, is it? Um, but Leeds, they're still without you know several of their key players, um, so they're a little bit flimsy as well, aren't they? But I do think Leeds are going to win, and I think it's going to be one nil. Sorry, Brighton. Oh, the misery continues for Brighton. It's just not looking great for Paul Brighton, is it? Let's be honest. No, not at the moment. Um, I had gone with the one-one draw. Uh, oh, as you've been say, a bit we, nicer. We, I know, <laughs> we, we don't like draws in this game, but I, it's two teams that one of them is not in form, and then the other one is struggling with injuries. So I, I just yeah. thought they were going to cancel each other out. Yeah. Um, th- so that that's where my one one came into it. But you've gone one 0 for Brighton Leeds. You've gone one one for Norwich Wolves. Liverpool Southampton is a three nil. Crystal Palace Aston Villa two one. You've got there. Arsenal mm. Newcastle two nil. Reason I'm I'm pointing that out because we've come to the halfway point, Alex, and you know what that means. It's time yes. for bank it or burn it. Talk us through you know, the preparation or even just from last season, talk us through from last season, you get to the finals. Um, you unfortunately lose the final. Um, heading into this season, we've delayed mm. Bank it or Burn it for a couple of weeks. I mean, that that must be torture as well. We finally yeah. brought it back. This is your first go around. Talk, talk us through the process. How, how are you feeling? To be honest, Tal, I've got a bit of PTSD from this. Oh, I no. mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, like this recap because when we last did it, it was so intense, and you know we needed a winner. And the, when I found out the morning, when I found out, I was running thirty-two miles that day for char- for no. a charity, and I got told that I, you know, didn't win. And I thought, is this a joke? <laughs> that is not good motivation for thirty-two like, miles. <laughs> Oh no. Um so yeah, it was it was a bit of a kick in the face. But I did I was kind. I congratulated the winner and you know, I you know, did my bit and I got on with my day. But um yeah, I'm still feeling a bit sad about it. I'm very competitive, so I didn't like it one bit. I took well, it very you know seriously. What? This could be a revenge tour for you then. A redemption yes. tour or revenge tour de- redemption I do tour. love revenge. So <laughs> you know, and I mean Trophies up for grab again this season. Um, 
we've seen the photos of it uh mm. i think it was posted um so yeah guys if you want to go check out what everyone is playing for definitely go uh, i'm sure um we'll get the guys to retweet on at a tad predictable the the trophy that is being played for it's majestic it is pretty huge um like awkwardly <laughs> huge where you don't know where to put it in your house huge type of thing so and, and that was kind of the concept we we wanted we wanted something like that that you don't you don't even have space to put it somewhere but anyway so there's that. the trophy there's also the bragging rights of course to call yourself uh the champion for the season but yeah. alex let's get you off to a good start here let's Obviously, try yeah Last season, it took a bit of time to get the person that was on top off that perch. And then yes. obviously you and Jody, you know, tied scores. We, we couldn't separate you. As we said, we don't like draws on this podcast. We eventually came up with a playoff final, <laughs> uh, which was epic in itself. It was crazy, but, wasn't it? You know, the first one to have their go on Bank It or Burn It this season was, of course, Jake Jackman. Uh, he's one of the OG Banker or Bernica. I think he was, if not the first, but the second person to to ever play it. Um, mm. And last last season, he got 15 out of 23. And, you know, they're Ooh. 25 questions. But because, I, I mean, I blame myself for that, to be honest. I, I wasn't used to the questions, the pressure. The, I can see the clock, cl- you know, g- counting down. It, it was just too much. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so so he got he was only able to get to 23 questions last season but he got 15 out of 23 as we said you and Jody eventually knocked him off that this season he started the season off with 15 out of 25 so he's gone mm-hmm. with 15 again um that's deja vu isn't it it is deja vu and we'll see if you can knock him off the perch you know, with your first go, but come on, Jakey. <laughs> for those, for those that are joining us for the first time, first and foremost, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. But the rules for Bank It or Burn It are quite simple. I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock. Uh, Alex is going to try and answer all five questions in each of the five rounds before the 15 seconds runs out. So I'll be reading out each question. Alex will shout Bank It if she thinks the scenario will happen. Or she'll shout burn it if she thinks the situation is not going to happen. Um, And it's relevant to the five games that we have uh, just gone through. So once again, Arsenal, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Liverpool, Southampton, Norwich, Wolves and Brighton, Leeds. I'm going to run through the questions quickly just so you can get your head around them. And for those playing at home can get, you know, get the get the questions maybe written down and and all of that good stuff but so question a total passes by both teams over 850 that's a new one um mm. okay total po- okay no i got it i got it i got it um over three offsides under mm-hmm. 10 shots on target a headed goal and then fist pump goal celebration now this fist pump goal celebration <laughs> I I think that was put in there on purpose because <laughs> last season you had to you you lodged a complaint <laughs> you lodged a form of complaint yes, about I this did. first pump goal celebration thing and um we had to take it to VAR and we had to get <laughs> you know the suits upstairs had to weigh in and all of that nonsense um but I mean we love the suits upstairs um but. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I I think that's a rib from 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 the guys that did this run sheet. I mean, uh, they they love me on here. They I mean, they love it that I'm a diva. You know, I come in here and moan about the sparkling water and the, the fist pumping. M&Ms. You know, oh, they love goodness. me really. Okay, well that that one's from them to you, I guess. Okay, so let's get going. Hopefully, there's no controversy let's this go. week. Um, let me get the clock ready. Okay. Oh, deep breath. Arsenal <clears throat> versus Newcastle. Your first time around for this season. Bank it or burn it. Hoping to take the title on her redemption slash revenge tour. Alex Letizia. <laughs> let's go. Your time starts now. Total passes by both teams over 850. Bank. Over three offsides. Bank. Under 20 shots. Under 10 shots on target. Bank. Headed goal. Burn. Fist bump goal celebration. Burn, obviously. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting stuff. And, of course, the alarm didn't go off. I swear I timed that one. Um, my volume is just on silent. So that's all right. They're gonna, That's... they're gonna think that I've been like paying you because oh, obviously the last nonsense. game that we did, how crazy that was. That was ridiculous. That 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 needs to be investigated. <laughs> that, that was, uh, I don't know what happened. I think someone bugged my computer. Some, well, they couldn't bug my computer. There's one reason they couldn't bug my computer. It's because I'm signed up with Liberty Shield, guys. Liberty Shield are our <laughs> presenting sponsors. You can find them at libertyshield.com. They are a VPN provider. You can check out their services, as I said, at libertyshield.com. Uh, save 50% this month with the uh, coupon code EPLPOD. So EPLPOD for the month of November, you can save 50%. Um, they've got awesome features, including privacy and security. As I said, you know, no one's going to be hacking into your computer or anything like that. Uh, they have features that allow you to hide your IP address by encrypting your internet traffic. You can also avoid geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any website. I know, you know, specifically on those three o'clock games where they're not shown in the UK, I just hop onto my TV, um, look for, you know, use the search function, look for the specific game. And I've got so many options. I mean, I can watch South African TV. I can watch US TV. I can watch movies on there. I can watch series. Um, looking forward to watching Venom this weekend with my Liberty Shield. They are an awesome sponsor. This podcast is also presented by EPLindex.com. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad at segues. I am the Segway King. But we will smooth. Thank you. Thank you. We will move on (laughs) to game number two. It's Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. Your time Mm -hmm. starts now. Total passes by both teams over 850. Burn. Over three offsides. Burn. Under 10 shots on target. Bank. Head a goal. Bank. First bump goal celebration. Burn burn just in time awesome awesome stuff there we go there we go there's the clock okay oh i missed that sound (laughs) (laughs) i hope it didn't trigger the ptsd like when someone does something oh god (laughs) alex the next game i'm I'm expecting five out of five for you on this one it's liverpool versus southampton so you gotta nail this one i'd imagine we have Um, to we have to okay so 
your time starts now. Total passes by both teams over 8.50. Bank. Over three, over 30 tackles. Bank. Under 10 shots on target. Burn. Headed goal. Bank. Fist bump goal celebration. Bank. Awesome stuff. She's natural. Like, what time to spare? I mean, this is too easy. This is too easy. Okay, we got the uh, back-to-back winners, Norwich versus an in-form Wolverhampton. Your time starts now. Total pass by both sides over 8.50. Burn. Over 30 tackles. Bank. Under 10 shots on target. Burn. Headed goal. Burn. Fist bump goal celebration. Burn. Awesome stuff. Okay, that's what? One, two, three, four burns, one bank for Norwich versus Wolves. And we ended off with Brighton versus Leeds. You've obviously predicted a 1-0 win to Leeds. So we'll see how mm. that plays into, into your predictions. All right. Your yes. time starts now. Total passes by both teams over 850. Bank. Over 30 tackles. Burn. Under 10 shots on target. Burn. Headed goal. Bank. Fist bump goal celebration. Bank. Awesome stuff. Great, great, great predictions there. I, I think you've you've handled your first time back really well, considering, you know, um, you know you are a survivor. You know, I really got it together. Um, yeah, I got it. <laughs> we're, we're all here for you. Um <laughs> Best of luck. Hey, don't don't laugh. This is it's no laughing matter. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I'm just but, I'm I'm laughing else I'll cry. Okay. Fair. 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 We we all cope. We all cope with grief in different ways. Um, but Alex, speaking of grief, my goodness, the game we have next is Brentford <laughs> yeah, versus Everton. Wrong. Dude, these teams cannot buy a win at the moment, and I, I wouldn't know. be surprised if. Um, their fans would want to be part of this grief circle that that just happened, but <laughs> fortunately for you know, fortunately for Brentford, they had kind of stockpiled a couple of points early mm-hmm. on in the season, so I think that kind of helps a little bit get through this period. Similarly, Everton they started okay, but both teams, I, I think it's just injuries, man. They've they've it's both weird, suffered. yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling I about mean, this one? I mean, it's hard to just put your finger on it. I don't know. I mean, this was the one game where I just, I kept staring at it. I kept staring <laughs> and I was like trying to hope that it was me writing on the wall or something. I have no idea. I I mean, it's just a bit controversial, but I've done nil-nil. I just don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Look, based on the way both teams are playing at the moment, that's not a bad shot. That's not a bad shot. <laughs> and I just think, you know what? I'm just not going to cause misery. I think they're both going to be nil-nil. I mean, there's no, there's no point lying to ourselves. They're not going to score. Neither of them are going to score. <laughs> I what, don't know. Just, maybe they'll just stand in the center circle and pass the ball to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. You just, I don't, I have no idea. Maybe something weird, maybe like some sort of Freaky Friday thing's going to happen where one of them comes out and they're really good, but who knows? I mean, they're just dreadful, terrible at the moment as nil-nil. Yeah. Look, I mean, we've mentioned the injuries. We've mentioned the, they don't look inspired at the moment. 
Um, no. I mean, Brentford, you know, to be fair to them, they they came out. If, if you're Brentford and you're thinking, if we can score three goals in a game, we're probably going to win it. And and then they end up drawing it. So that, that must have been a bit of a sucker punch for them yeah. uh, last time around. Especially, you know, as we said, with the injuries they have, they're kind of just hanging on until they can get as many players back as possible. If If you're Brentford coming into this league, they don't have the biggest budget as it is. Yeah. You can't afford to be having eight players injured at at no yes. point in the season like they, they they you can't you can't afford that so i i get where the struggles are coming from from that perspective and we we kind of have to give them a bit of slack there it, it's understandable and hopefully you know three of those players should be coming back uh, for this weekend so we got Wiesa, jorgensen and jensen hopefully are back for them this weekend but mm. you know losing your goalkeeper as well that that's massive for for a promoted side and then everton I think they've also had a lot of injuries, but injuries to key players, you know, like Calvert-Lewin getting injured is massive. Uh, Richarlison getting injured. that That's the bulk of their goals and creativity right there. Yeah. Decore looked really good in midfield, strong, aggressive, box-to-box. It looked like Benitez gave him license to drive into the box a lot this season, and, and he was benefiting from that. Um. Yeah, and then obviously Damari Gray got injured last time out. I mean, yeah, so they've got injuries as well. We'll see if Rafa can, you know, kind of... I think the game plan for Everton is going to be to make this game boring and, and try and see it out. Uh, Brentford obviously love an exciting game. They, they love to go, you know, end-to-end type football. So we'll see if they can get that out of Rafa. Um, I think Rafa might, might pull the reins in a bit if something like that happens but yeah your nil nil isn't isn't a bad shot i've gone one nil brentford um so we're both thinking very low scoring game you no scoring uh, me thinking very yeah. low scoring but um we'll move on to our next game and and speaking of low scoring we've have a tottenham side who barely score any goals uh this season but they've changed manager they they, they got the goal last time out um Got a couple of goals. And then uh, Burnley, a side that I don't associate with scoring lots of goals. But this season, they're, they're starting to put a few of them away. So I'm excited for this game in a weird way. Because I think Tottenham are leaky defensively. And Burnley yeah. have shown an appetite to score goals. Uh, Cornette coming in has been a revelation for them. I think he's been playing well, getting I goals. I mean, he's basically... The one player, isn't he? I mean, it is a one man, you know, it's just, just, it just seems to just only work with him, to be honest with you. But Burnley are just, it's a bit of a Brentford situation, in my opinion. It's just dire. Mm. Um, Tottenham, I just think they're so boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not into it. I just, I think they're such a boring team. It's not exciting to watch. It's just, you know, if they're, if they're playing, if I feel I have to watch them, I'll watch them. But I'm sorry, I'm just not into them at all. I'm just boring. I'm just bored yeah. of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, 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 it's interesting in a game where you have Burnley and they're not the boring team. That that that, yes. that says a lot. That's an because indictment on Because I just think, itself. the thing is with Tottenham, it's like, 
they kind of make out there's something they're not like it's like I just think they have like you know imposter syndrome but they have the opposite like they're quite <laughs> narcissistic like they just think there's something when they're not it's like guys you're not that great like <laughs> do you I mean, know what I mean do you know what I mean like every team knows themselves they know what they're capable of but I just think Tottenham just seem to think that there's something they're not the weird thing for me is okay it, it might probably get worse now they've got Conte in because Conte for me yeah. undoubtedly top top five manager in world football right and then he comes into uh you know if you know as, as you're saying a fan base that is expecting a lot more than I thought the squad could give them this season. Yeah. Now they've got yeah. the manager that matches, you know, even higher expected. I'm, look, I, I, I was hearing top four shouts when Conte came in. I, I don't think they have the squad for that. I think this season, oh, try on. get back top into four. Europe. I'm being serious. This is what I've heard. They for me, chance. just get get the team ready for a push next season to, to, to push for Champions League next season. They shouldn't panic no matter where they finish this season, as long as by next season they hit the ground running. I mean, that, they're that totally my... safe. They're totally safe. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. You know, but they're nothing great. And this is what I mean. You hear people thinking top four. I'm like, have a day off. They do think that, I don't know what it is. They have the opposite of imposter syndrome. They think there's something. They're not. I just, it's very weird. It could be the last couple of times. I mean, they had a good run where they were just constantly making top four. I mean, you know, in the Bale era and just after the Bale era, they were yeah. hitting Champions League year after year. And maybe they've now set that as the standard, whereas I thought they were kind of exceeding the expectations then. Whereas I think they then just decided that that's now the standard. So it, it's it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see. Um, what do you think in terms of scorelines for this one? Um, you know, it, like I think it's going to be a boring game, but I mean, still Tottenham, I would say, are a better team than Burnley. Mm. Um, and I think they're going to win. And I think it's going to be a 2 0 game. 2 0 game. Two but nil I mean, Tottenham that's because Burnley just aren't a very good team. But I mean, I think to this Tottenham squad, they just they do well against boring like bad teams it's when they play against you know the bigger teams where it sort of shows that they're just not the same kind of standard now yeah and and it will take a while in any case for Conte to implement his um you know footprint on on the squad in, t in terms of this game for me the fact that Burnley are starting to score goals and you know when we spoke about Leeds a bit earlier on I was talking about how Leeds got in behind Spurs a lot and had quite a few chances. They just didn't finish them off. Well, if Cornette is there, I would bag him to, to get at least a goal against this version of Tottenham at the moment in yeah. its current state. So I didn't definitely didn't give a nil to, to Burnley. I'd gone with a 2-2 draw, and, and I'm starting to get irritated with how many draws are on my score sheet now that I'm kind of looking back at it. But... I kind of, you know, I, I predict the games in a vacuum and then now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, that's a bit boring. But I've I've gone a 2-2 draw. I think it's the last thing, the hardest thing to fix for any team is defense. Um, yeah. And at the moment, Conte doesn't have the personnel to fix the defense. So it's going to have to be structurally 
a, a solid structure to to help alleviate the defense and i don't think at the moment he's got enough so it's it's they're still going to be leaking goals um yeah. that's where i've got the two there for burnley and they've shown burnley in recent games that they can get goals so there's that and then spurs offensively they started throwing some bodies forward which is something new this season um whenever yeah. the whoever had the ball there would only be like one or two players ahead of them but yeah. in the leeds game they started really throwing the fullbacks forward some of the midfielders were running beyond the ball which is promising um kane still looks a, sh- a shadow of himself I mean, for me he just he's just not been the same since has he no not i just all. you know i think that's for me, maybe because he, I feel like he's always sort of carried the team, and I think that's why maybe I've, I'm being a bit harsh on them, and I just don't see them doing that great at the moment because that just is not really working at the moment, is it? It's not at all. And and speaking of not working, Alex, uh, Leicester City haven't been working this season for me. No, um, I mean we're, this is a bit of a depressing podcast, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's bunch like, of teams that are just not living up to expectations it seems get it together guys get, get it, it together to- wait <laughs> to be fair watford over delivered last week um, oh yeah yeah un- unless you were an ollie fan um I-, I personally was an ollie fan i enjoyed him being man united manager yeah. for the banter so i thought watford did us a disservice by winning by that much um but anyway oh my god it was crazy leicester yeah. versus watford what are we thinking mm. Yeah, you know, Leicester, they're struggling a lot. And Watford, I mean, they hammered United 4-1 last week. Um, so for that reason, I think, you know, they're going to be on a roll. And I think they're going to get 3-1 against Ooh-wee. Leicester. Yeah. The misery would continue for Brendan Rodgers. Uh, the joy would continue for Watford. And the interesting thing, Alex, is if Watford can get a win here, they're one of those teams where... They're kind of pulling the rest of that relegation zone further up. Yes. Um, Watford winning, Burnley getting points, Norwich starting to win games. It, it's it means getting you know, very angsty, you know. People need to start <laughs> looking over their shoulders all of a sudden. Um, it it yes. gets very, very antsy. But yeah, so you've gone 3-1 there. Um, look, Watford did play well against United. Leicester are struggling. But I think this is one of those games where it's it's going to be a 2-1 Leicester win. I'm not oh. confident with this prediction. I just think it's going to be one of those outlier games where the form side is Watford going into this game based on what we've seen from both teams. Uh, and it's not been impressive from either team. Um, Leicester do look lost, but I think they've got enough firepower to get through this game. They're at home. Um, yeah, it, I'm not confident about that prediction, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it anyway. We'll move on to two sides that are in form. Man City versus West Ham. Um, it's at the Etihad. We know how good City can be at the Etihad. They've had some problems, though, this season. You would know all too well about that. W- what are you thinking about Man City, West Ham? Um, yeah, it just... Man City, what's going on? I don't know. It just again, it just that when I we spoke about it at the beginning, I mean that was kind of I was talking about Man City. It's just not really feeling like the team that we we know. I mean, 
they they are they're meant to be a massive powerhouse but West Ham again they're just like wolves for me they're just really underrated and I just think they really do work hard every game um and I think they're on a roll because they beat Liverpool and I think West Ham are going to win 2-1 that's the exact score I've got. 2-1 West Ham. Really? I think yeah, the reason really why is I think similar to that Liverpool game where they were happy to sit back and play on the counter-attack, I think that's going to be the game plan against Man City. And it, I think it helps them out because Man City will have the possession here. I, th- I think everyone will know that. But they're susceptible to transition football and... West Ham have shown they've been really good in transition football. And Man City haven't been as lethal as we've been used to the Man City. You know, you mentioned the, the juggernaut that they were. That's not the Man City that we're getting this season. No, so, it's really not. It's just, it's really weird what's going on. Really weird. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how, how it transpires. But Alex, we end the weekend off with a, a very spicy game. Yes. Um, Chelsea at home at Stamford Bridge against an Oli-less Manchester United. Uh, Carrick, obviously midweek, gets that Champions League win. I, I think they should just give him the contract now. Just give him a, a 10-year contract. Um, he should be manager. Maybe get Oli on board as assistant manager. Get the band back together. Uh, but yeah, seriously, do you give them a chance against Chelsea? It's weird saying that, but... Seriously. Yeah. Do, I mean, do we Man, give United Man United just, They are. They're just gone, haven't they? They're just not the Man United we know anymore. Man United was used to be such a, like, uh, just iconic, prestigious team. I mean, where have they gone? You don't even. I just. I don't even rate them anymore. Just. I'm just like, it's just shocking. But Chelsea, you know, I still think they've got it. Um, Lukaku's back from injury and I think you know it's going to be a 3-0 game to Chelsea well Chelsea have been sort of defying the XG gurus out there the statisticians and all of that because on paper right they shouldn't have been winning as much as they have been winning of late um yeah but football's not played on paper as we all know um and it's not that's not a, a, a an outright dismissal of the XG gurus out there. I, I I do love reading that stuff, and I think it helps give a holistic idea of football. But we've seen teams defy sort of the stats, and and that that does happen, you know, rarely, but it does happen. And Chelsea have had good fixtures that have favoured them, and I think that's kind of helped with them defying the odds a bit, but. That Juventus game in the Champions League this past week, they that that that's a that's a scary team. Like I think that to me that was the the moment the switch went on, and I yeah. know it was just yesterday. But so far this season, I've been like, oh yeah, Chelsea they're playing well, but they'll they you know they'll have their slump. They'll have their slump. For me, that game said, hang on, they might not have a slump. They might just carry on going. Which, which would I be think, a scary thought for everyone else in the league. I think, you know, I said from the beginning, I think Chelsea are going to win the yeah. league. Like, I think they're being very clever. I think they're waiting it out still. And, yeah, I think they've got a game plan. And I think, yeah, they're going to win. They've managed their squad really well. 
as you say, they've been doing this without Lukaku as well. They're the top signing of the summer. So he comes yeah. back into this team. It will be interesting to see if him coming back on a Premier League footing, you know, unsettles the team a bit, the chemistry goes a bit or not, or he just slots in and, and starts finishing off chances more ruthlessly. So that that's one to keep an eye on. But you've got 3-0 Man United. I've gone, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Man United fans <laughs> wish. Um, you've gone 3-0 to Chelsea. Um, I'd gone 2-0 to Chelsea. Oh, uh, okay. We're very similar. Yeah, I, I think I think Carrick will won't feel the pressure to because the, the problem for me is Oli every now and then would feel pressure to try and play Man United way or play a more exciting brand of football or, or more pressing yeah. style or something. I, I think Carrick's just going to say, guys, we we we're not built that way, and and United squad aren't built that way. You got to strike up front in Ronaldo, who's not going to put in a defensive shift. That automatically means you probably have to play Fred and McTominay in midfield. Um, so you just own it. Just be a counter-attacking team. Be West Ham. Be West Ham. Yeah. And the problem for Man United is, I think the ego would stop them being that. But hopefully this weekend they just be that. Try and be compact. The distance between Ronaldo and the centre-backs needs to be very, very small. Keep it tight and try and bank on the efficiency of that attacking force that they have. As I said, Ronaldo, from an attacking standpoint, we know what he can bring. you got the likes of Rashford, Sancho, Martial, Jesse Lingard, if you want to throw him in there, Bruno Fernandes. They've got match winners in their squad that could get you a goal. Cavani, if if he's back, I know he's got that ten, uh, tendon discomfort. But like they've got match winners in there that could win it if they can just hold on until, I don't know, hold on until 60 minutes and then go for it. But that's easier said than done against mm. a team like Chelsea who have been playing so well. But you know what? You played Bank It or Burn It so well today. Um, and that's going to do it for another episode of A Tad Predictable Alex, Yay. do you have anything you want to plug, put over, or promote before we wrap up? Um, just follow my socials, guys. Um, you know, I'm losing so many followers from Southampton fans because they don't like the truth. <laughs> the truth hurts. The truth hurts. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, if, thanks if, for having me. If they want, they can join the, the Norwich bandwagon. We're, we're always <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. for... For, for for guys to join guys and girls it's becoming to join a them. bit of a cult now <laughs> <laughs> hey it's fun we're winning so is that it's true um from my end go and check out all of the content on epl index website we have match previews post-match reviews player performances and also all of the news you could wish for including um just the manager merry-go-round that happened if you want some background info on some of the new managers that have come into positions example eddie howe of course there's the daily podcast show the two footer podcast with dave hendrick uh finally also check out our flagship show that runs weekly it's the epl roundtable where kev devries sits down with panelists from respective epl teams they do reviewings and previews of the happenings around the epl follow this show's twitter page on at a tad predictable uh, follow at EPL on Twitter. Subscribe to EPL Podcast channel on your podcast providers. 
give us five stars, write some positive comments if you feel so inclined. That stuff really, really helps us out. And guys, go sign up for our free predictions competition. It's at eplindex.com stroke predictions and you stand a chance to win. All you have to do is get your game week predictions in at eplindex.com stroke predictions each week, each game week, should I say. And if you top the leaderboard come the end of the EPL season, then you stand a chance to win a £100 voucher for EPL Index Shop. That's eplindex.shop. Uh, uh, you also stand a chance to win £300 cash prize. And that's from our awesome sponsors, Liberty Shield VPN. And an admin thing on that note, guys, remember next week there are midweek Premier League games as well. So all you fantasy players, make sure to get your teams in for that and also get your predictions in on eplindex.com stroke predictions for that week as well. Make sure they're locked in. I've been Tadio Chinakira. You can find me on Twitter at Tad Predicts. The lovely lady that does our guest intros, Jody, is at Spursy141. Uh, shout out to Obi who does our intro music. He's at John Empire SA. Our producer behind the glass, Mr. Guy Drinkle. He's at Guy Drinkle on Twitter. She's been Alex Letissier. That's at Alex Letissier on t- Twitter. And remember, Chisinga Perry. Oh, it's brilliant. Stamford shot. Oh, brilliant. The Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to Jimenez. Pick that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard. Oh, something finished. The champions of 2021 are Manchester. Sports Social Podcast Network.